is it usually the the lawyers that give you a hard time about that or have you had um, some sellers hey everyone and welcome to the creative financing podcast i'm nicole kamanjian i'm here with cody richard and the host of this show jeff rapaport this is episode 261 and today we're doing part three of how to fill out a purchase and sale agreement using seller finance before we get started, I wanted to mention some of our resources. If you're looking for a mentor, visit roimentors.com to learn more about Jeff's Apprentice Program and the Creative Financing Academy. For networking and questions, make sure you join the Creative Financing Podcast community in Facebook. The second Thursday of every month, don't miss Jeff's free creative financing class on Zoom. If you're local to the Salt Lake area, we host an in-person meetup at Club 90 in Sandy, Utah. Details in the description below. All right, so we are back for our third episode of filling out a purchase and sale agreement uh, with owner financing terms. So uh, this episode, we're going to look at an addendum, and uh, you'll see um, it's not that hard. And once you create a template or two, uh, super easy. Okay, you guys can see that now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an addendum that that I use, and some of it has the same things in it every single time. Sometimes I add different types of clauses to uh, basically, you know, to tailor it to the the particular deal that we have with the seller, but. Subject to inspection of the property. It's always number one. It never changes. It's always there. Closing to occur at buyer's choice of title company. If we can, that's what we would prefer. Closing to occur within 30 days or sooner from accepted agreement. I'm always going to relist the closing time frame. I don't want there to be any disagreement on that. Due diligence deadline to last 30 days from accepted contract. So you can see due diligence lasts the entire time frame and then we close. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes we have a little more time after due diligence to close. It's up to you. And this will vary depending on what market we're looking at or what we need to do. I just made an offer yesterday on... um, six it's 26 different properties 60 units um in ohio and i asked for 60 days due diligence and like a 10 or 15 day close after that so 75 days i think total was the amount um and i need 60 days because i'm dealing with way more properties and uh so keep that in mind um seller may cancel this agreement at any time this is an old addendum i don't use that clause anymore contracts fully assignable um uh there i wonder i'm quite sure that there's an assignability clause in that contract but we didn't cover it do you do you remember cody i don't believe there is in that specific contract i think yeah, I always believe that's why this was in here. 
Yeah, yeah, you might be right. This can have some pushback if you've done any wholesaling or I used to worry about it all the time. Now I really don't worry about it. And I just fought with someone, someone's attorney about it. And I'm like, I guarantee you that if we're buying this, it's not going to be in this entity. And they said, well, we just want to put it with seller's consent. It's like, do whatever. I don't care. I'd like it to be assignable. Is it usually the the lawyers that give you a hard time about that? Or have you had um, some sellers? Sometimes it's lawyers. Sometimes it's realtors. Sometimes it's the owner. It's not like it comes up a lot. On occasion, it does. People don't love wholesalers, right? So they want to know, as soon as they see this or they see something that says and or signs, they think that you're a wholesaler and they want to know. What my response is, is to them is that, look, we are first looking to buy ourselves, and that's first and foremost. As we do our due diligence, we'll make that decision. Uh, it is not uncommon for us to have a partner involved or partners where maybe someone's bringing the money, someone's going to do the boots on the ground or the management because we don't want it. That's not what we like to do. And then sometimes... Uh, we find someone that says, I'd buy that from you. Uh, and so we sell it to them. Would you like us to get this property done, whether it's us or someone else, especially if it's cash? I mean, then it shouldn't really matter because what does it matter if the cash is coming from me or someone else? I would tell them, look, if we do wholesale it, the buyer will pay us if we make any money at all. And then usually they say, okay, whatever. Uh, with owner finance, then it may be a little bit different. I may just tell them, look, it may be us. It may be someone else. It may be someone with us. I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know when I know. That's it. This was probably something that was, uh, they were behind on payments if I was asking for most recent copy of their mortgage statements. We always get reasonable access to the property during the due diligence period. And then I like to always, this is what my LOI looks like, right? Seller has is agreeing to sell the property on an all-inclusive trustee to note. So a wrap with the following terms, purchase price. See, I don't even have a purchase price here. 15000 plus the balance of the underlying notes. Down payment is still 15000 I don't really have the purchase price. Uh, interest rate's the same as the underlying loan. Term is 60 months. Here's the payment. Payoff of the underlying loan will be the, the payoff of the at time of balloon. We'll start making payments 30 days after closing. And we're responsible for all the maintenance and repairs. So I like it because it simplifies everything. If, if your title and you need to know the terms of this deal, you go to the addendum. If there's anything that may not have been spelled out, you go to the addendum. That's how I use the addendum. And all my addendums look similar to this, which is something I just put together, addendum one, and I just list all kinds of stuff that I want. What if this was a rental property? Are there some other clauses that maybe we'd want to add in? Yeah, I think some stuff around like security deposit transfers and right. assuming the rental agreement, who will become the new landlord and those kind of things, I imagine. Rent prorations at time of closing, mm -hmm. security deposits being transferred at the time of closing or being credited to buyer at time of closing. 
all these kinds of things would go in the addendum. If there was something, you know, some kind of personal property that, you know, I don't care if if they say, hey, uh, the washer and dryer that's in the the property, you know, the seller's going to take. I'm not going to put that in here. I don't care. But let's say that uh seller has agreed to leave the Ford Thunderbird or the Rolls Royce or whatever, then I would say for sure, uh, seller to leave the the Rolls Royce um, that will now become buyer's part of purchase or something like that. All of those things I want to be clear. And then I want seller to sign all sellers and buyer. Do you have any questions? Do you want to see another? One thing to add. Yeah. And this may be what you're about to show, but I also have an addendum I've started using. I put together um, for what I'm doing in owner financing agreement, especially when I'm going to stay in the middle where I specify what the payment's going to be, what day of the month it's going to be due, what the late fee is going to be if it's not made by that date. If there's any prepayment penalty, what percentage of the balance of the loan that will be. Yep. Um, so all of those details I'd like to put in there as well. Just like you said, just to make it as clear as possible to spell it out. When you go to set up escrow, you've got it spelled out in detail and you can pass it along to them. Yep. Well, here's another one. Let, let's see if it differs at all. Subject to inspection, closing um, at the title company I want, due diligence, closing time frame, contracts assignable, reasonable access. There'll be no tax prorations if taxes are escrowed and paid through the mortgage payments. Rents to be prorated at time of closing. Deposits to be credited to buyer at time of closing. Seller to provide lease agreement and any expenses involved with the property within seven days after signing the agreement. And that's usually I have something like that in my LOI, that if they have to provide certain financials, they've got to do it within a certain time frame, or it resets my due diligence period. I started doing that because uh, sellers were taking two weeks, two and a half weeks to, they were using up half my due diligence before they would get me the paperwork that they said they would. Uh, This was, I was agreeing to sell the, uh, I was selling here. Maybe, maybe not. Sellers agreeing to sell the property on contract for deed. Yeah, I was buying three fifty eight, seventeen thousand dollar down payment, two point five percent simple interest, fifteen hundred dollar principal and interest payment, three years a balloon payment. Deed will be held in escrow. Pretty, uh, pretty standard, but. Again, this really looks like my LOI. This is probably something very similar to the offer I made the seller. Anything else? Can you think of anything else, Cody, that you would add? No, not off the top of my head. But as you're putting together whatever unique owner financing you're doing, just take a second, take into account other things you'd want to consider. Like we've talked about the rentals, if you're staying in the middle, whatever it might be. Take that into account, get it written out. If you have access to an attorney, have them read over it and everything. Uh, make sure the language is all good. And I would I would always look at what is what what could go wrong? What could be misunderstood? What could uh, what could create a problem? And then I'm gonna just try to address it to so that it won't. And uh, that's the way I like to look at. 
the addendum is put stuff in there that simplifies, makes sense, keeps me out of trouble, keeps me out of any kind of misunderstandings. Yeah, if you start doing this and you have the same questions over and over again, adapt the document a little bit, add in some new language that'll help spell out to help get rid of those questions and make it a little easier for the, the seller to say yes. Yep. So we had this disclosure page. You don't have to. I'll just tell you how, why we do it and what it is. Seller owner has been made aware that the member of and whatever company it may be are not licensed realtors. There's no commission involved in this transaction and they will not pay any fee to us whatsoever. If we were realtors, we would say we are a realtor. However, we're not acting in a realtor capacity on this particular transaction, and there is going to be no fee paid to us. Okay. Uh, seller owner has been made aware that, that we're not attorneys, and we haven't offered any legal advice. I'm, I would have this one in there, especially if you're starting to explain subject to or owner finance and wraps and do on sale clause and Anything else that perhaps could end in a negative result for the seller, uh, I, I'd certainly want this disclaimer. I, we may assign this contract to another entity or individual. So now you've seen this twice, right? The once in the addendum and in the disclosure. I just wanted to be clear that, hey, if I do assign the contract, I was able to. Buyers, the, a real estate investor and purchase properties for quick sales, buy and hold and buy and fix. Now, if people ask me about wholesales or you just made money on me or whatever, I'd say we do a little bit of everything and we disclosed it right here. And hey, we're in this to make a profit. You'd be surprised to find out how many sellers don't really get that part. So um, these are just a few things that help cover us in case uh, something were to come back on us based on perhaps a misunderstanding. Any questions? No, this was a helpful refresher to go through everything and remember why it's so important. All right, so we're going to wrap this episode up. Stay tuned for our last episode in this series where we'll actually just go through a couple of examples all filled out and we'll go from there. Go out and create some terms. Mm -hmm.